the Anton Savage Show Sunday. Brought to you by PwC. Combining talent and technology, we're hardwired to find solutions. On News Talk. It's a great pleasure to welcome to the Anton Savage Show the leader of the Labour Party. Ivana Bacic was, in fact, the, the winner of the only election held since the last general election, which was a by-election in Dublin Bay South. Uh, good morning, Ivana. Welcome to the programme and a Happy New Year to you. Good morning, Ivan. Thank you for inviting me on and Happy New Year to you and to your listeners. What's your main objective for 2024 for the Labour Party? Well, my main objective is to see support for Labour values, our values of equality, solidarity and fairness, support growing. I want to see a more positive aspect to politics uh, in a year's time. I hope we will see Ireland of the welcomes returning, that we won't see the sort of uh, toxic debate around and toxic uh, issues and 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 appalling crimes that we've seen of arson. Uh, And I hope that we'll see also finally some sort of fix on housing. So what I really want to see in 2024, Ivan, is a positive, constructive politics emerge that can actually change things for people, can change things for the people who come here seeking refuge and seeking a welcome here and who want to contribute to our economy and our society. And I want to see a change on housing. So if you ask me two key things I would love to see in a year's time, it would be support for those values of inclusivity and support indeed for an increased provision of housing. And those are core labour values, but also, and much more importantly, they're core issues and core values that we need to see embraced across Ireland. And we've called on the government, indeed, to uh, to uh, for the Taoiseach to make a national address on immigration, to to explain and to really celebrate the positive aspects of migration to people, to to remind everyone about the enormous contribution that migrants make in our hospitals, in our childcare settings, in our care homes, and in across all of our sectors. And I also would love to see the government embracing Labour's mission to see a really strong delivery of homes, a delivery, the sort of delivery we need of 50,000 new builds a year for the next 10 years. We want to see government standing forward and embracing that. And that's what I'd love to see in 2024. Okay, well, I get that. Housing, migration and inclusivity uh, as, as, as objectives. But of course, the blood sport that is politics, we are going to have, without doubt, very attritional elections uh, in June, uh, the European, local and Udros elections and a general election at any time in 2024. The Labour Party in the latest poll is on 3%. Uh, You're faced in a general election with the retirement of Brendan Howland and Sean Sherlock, very senior, high-profile TDs. Um, What are your plans in terms of the election? Speculation for Europe that Aon O'Reardon would run in Dublin and Alan Kelly in the South constituency. When are you holding the Euro conventions and what are your plans as you gear up for these elections? Well, there's a lot there, Ivan. Um, and yes, as you say, 2024 will be a big year of elections. It's going to be a big year across the world. We see elections uh, uh, predicted to take place or, or indeed scheduled to take place in many different countries. So it's going to be a very, very important year uh, across the world for democracy. Uh, and in that vein, you know, we're very conscious that we've seen a really sinister rise of the far right in Ireland. We've seen it, it, the rise of the far right taking hold across Europe. So it's really important, therefore, that centre-left, left-wing 
parties can stand forward and really take on and challenge that rise. So for us in Labour, we're very keen to uh, to run a very strong team of candidates. We've already started our selection conventions for the local elections. Uh, we have 56 councillors currently. We have a really strong team of councillors around the country. We call them our shop stewards around the country. And they're hugely, hugely proactive representatives in the local communities. And so we'll be, we hope to run over 100 candidates in the local elections and to, to build on the gains we made in 2019 and to ensure we, we bring forward a very strong team of local candidates. That's our focus at present. We'll be running selection conventions for the European elections later this month uh, for the three constituencies and we will run three candidates there. Uh, and again, we know how important it is that we see uh, somebody, some MEP elected from Ireland representing the party of European Socialists, which is our uh, our umbrella group, if you like, across Europe that Labour is part well, of. Well, well, well just, just on that then, uh, is Aon O'Reardon uh, uh, intending to stand for Labour in Dublin? Aon is one of the candidates. I'm glad to say, Ivan, we have a very hotly contested um, selection convention due for Dublin, for Labour. We've got quite a number of people who've come forward, including Aon, also including Senator Annie Hoey, who's uh, in, in our Oireachtas team already. So, you know, we're conscious it's going to be a competitive selection convention, so we can't clearly predict oh, the outcome. OK, that OK, I get that. But put it like this, uh, Alan Kelly's, um, since he was deposed as leader, uh, it's unclear whether he's staying in politics, will stand in the next general election again, or stand in, in South uh, for Europe. Do you have any indication from him of what his intentions are? Well, Alan is incredibly important and, and hugely, uh, a hugely active and effective TD. And I think everyone will be aware of that, not just in his home constituency. Uh, and he and I are in ongoing conversations, but I'm, uh, I know he very much intends to remain very, very active indeed. So, uh, uh, you know, that's all I can say on that. I've, so you don't I've, know his intentions? No, we're in conversation, we're in ongoing conversation, but it's between me and him at present and we haven't yet opened our selection convention process for the other two constituencies. So Dublin is our focus at present uh, for the selection there. But I'll also say this, I mean, you mentioned Sean, Sherlock and Brendan Howland. I do want to pay tribute to Sean and Brendan, who've been again incredibly effective as TDs and in public life indeed for many years. But, you know, we're conscious also that we do have, as I say, a very strong uh, slate of local councillors, including in those constituencies where Sean and Brendan have represented. And we're, we're very, uh, very, uh, uh, you know, hopeful and indeed uh, uh, um, anticipate that we'll be able to keep those seats in, the, in, the, in a general election because... Well, you know, but but you would accept on, on 3%, both you, the SOC Dems on today's Ireland Thinks poll is, is, is are 5% and, and you're on 3%. It, you know, you, you have to, and I know that gives you a national spread and the margarine spreads very thin when you have seven TDs and you're maybe focusing on a dozen uh, uh, prospects of, of success. But but the reality is, and Shane Ross cogently argues this, that, that and, and you've been speaking about it, um, a, a merger between the Labour Party and, and, and the Social Democrats. What's your perspective on that? Well, again, there's a lot in that question. And first of all, as you say yourself, Ivan, national polls are not generally reflective of the picture for smaller parties. Certainly, if I had been paying uh, too much attention to polls in 2021, I would not have run in the Dublin Bay South by-election. We were written off. It was to be a contest between Fine Gael and Sinn Féin, if one were to believe posters. And of course, we were able to confound those posters and to show that there was real support in that constituency, in the only electoral contest we've had since 2020. There was real support for Labour's message of constructive, positive change. And, you know, I was, you know, really that campaign 
campaign showed us the need to focus on the campaign, the need to focus on the promotion of our values. And but, but the question uh, was, Ivana, what, what is your perspective on a merger? Is it yes, something absolutely. that you would talk about uh, preferences before the election? It will be a post-election consideration. It will be government formation. What's your perspective? Because it seems, and I could be wrong about this, that the overtures are coming from Labour and not being that well reciprocated by the SOC Dems. Well, I read Shane's uh, article. Of course, I know Shane well, having served with him as a university senator for many years. Uh, and certainly there's been a good deal of speculation this week. Uh, it's somewhat frustrating, uh, as Shane says in his article, he acknowledges that. It's frustrating, I think, for me as leader of the Labour Party to be constantly asked this question. You know, why why don't you merge? There's no ideological difference. And my response is, why don't you ask Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael the same question? There's no ideological difference between them. They've been in government together or propping each other up in government. Uh, now for eight years. Uh, and really, you know, a merger there would make so much more logical sense than a merger of any other parties. No other two parties have served in government together uh, as recently. You know, for Labour, we're in, we're the oldest political party in the state, Ivan. We're a party of deep roots and green shoots. And we're a party that has an evergreen political message. So for us, the focus has to remain on ensuring we can build and develop support for our candidates and our vision for Ireland across the country. Our vision is about building homes, it's about delivering on. So, so what you're saying, what you're saying is, is, is like in, in the next six months, this is not on your agenda to do a merger with the Sock Dems. That's what I'm picking up. Well, no, my, my agenda for the next, indeed for the next year, because we know the election, the general election could be at any time this year. My agenda for the next year and my focus will remain on ensuring support for our candidates, on building a strong team. And if any of your listeners would like to run for Labour, we are actively recruiting across the country and we've got strong, strong and brilliant candidates across the country. So, you know, that's our focus. Is but so, so, so therefore, I, I, is, is it possible to conclude from that, that there is no dialogue between the parties, there are no plans for a merger and that this is somewhat kite-flying. Well, I was I responded to a question I was asked in an interview about ideological difference and made the point about Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael, which I will make again. And indeed, on radio earlier this week, uh, uh, I was I was hopeful that the Fianna Fáil representative on the programme with me would be asked that question. So I think it's time that Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael were asked that question. You know, certainly I'm in dialogue with colleagues of all parties and none in a, on a regular basis because I've always believed, Ivan, in a constructive, uh, constructive and collaborative um, uh, process in politics. You know, Labour is a party that's never been afraid about delivering change. We don't want to sit on the sidelines. It's not just about developing policies for us. It's about putting them into practice. And so I'll work with colleagues, like-minded colleagues, on on all on policies and I'll collaborate with people, uh, in, 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 you know, from opposition, uh, um, as I've always done. Okay. But, you know, so, so, but can I say this, you know, politics is also about the art of the possible. It's about, you know, Everything is possible. And, and you know, 10 years ago, who I don't know if you predicted it, I don't think anyone did, a, merge, a, a government made up of the Fianna Fáil, Fianna Gael coalition. So, you know, things I, I, In 2010, I said it was inevitable, but there wasn't a well cigarette done, paper well between done, them. Well but no, but OK, so I want, I want to go back to the migration issue. Last night yeah. in Ballinrobe, uh, there were protests and so on. I, I, I put it to you that it's now almost the second largest voting issue. The same poll so shows a surge uh, for independence, particularly in Dublin, indicating migration could be the issue there. I, I actually put it to you that notwithstanding the very laudable principles you have of inclusivity, that actually the entire 
government or body politic have missed the point. And the point is this, that they have demonized anyone who raises a question about capacity of numbers to look after them in terms of health and education that were, were full up. You take Killarney, four and a half thousand Ukrainians, 700 in international uh, provision. I put it to you, after 120,000, this is a small country and what people are articulating that politicians refuse to engage with or listen, that our principles have reached a pragmatic point that we just don't have the capacity to keep taking tens of thousands more. What do you say to that? I would utterly refute that, Ivan. And first of all, I do want to condemn outright the horrific crimes of arson that we've seen committed. Uh, We've described them as forms of domestic terrorism. We're very, very fearful. I think everyone is that there will be injury caused as a result of these awful fires. Arson is one of the most serious crimes known to our criminal law. And any uh, any such crime, anyone involved in perpetrating it, must be brought to justice. And I would urge anyone with information to go to the Gardaí about uh, where there has been an arson crime committed. Uh, I, I'm also very, very concerned, indeed distressed, to see protests, uh, protests against people who've, against the idea of people moving into communities who've uh, who've come to, fl- to, flee re- to flee persecution or war, who've come here to seek refuge. I mean, Ireland has been a nation of emigrants for so long. Our people sought refuge in other countries. And it's very personal for me, Ivan. My family is an immigrant family, has an ir- immigrant background. My father was born in the Czech Republic and was, came here as a child with my grandparents and, and his siblings to Waterford in the 40s after World War II. And my grandfather had been in, in Nazi prisons during the war uh, and fled then what was the communist takeover of what was then Czechoslovakia. But my grandfather made an enormous contribution to Irish society through re-establishing Waterford Glass, you know, which became a, a huge employer in Waterford. So look, you know, all of us know positive contributions made by those who are staffing. Yes, and, and we're, we're looking for 31,000 work permits this year and the staff shortages. All of that is, 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 is acknowledged and agreed. But there are some communities of saying that it's disproportionate the areas that these people are being placed in uh, and that people feel that relative to their scale of population, it's inappropriate. Well, first of all, you know, I've been pushing government now since Russia's brutal war of, uh, war in Ukraine began, since Russia invaded Ukraine. I and my Labour colleagues have been pushing the government to ensure a strongly coordinated approach is taken to inward migration and to ensuring that uh, accommodation is provided in, and that services are provided. So, you know, I've called on the government to take take over large premises like Bagot Street Hospital in the heart of my own constituency, like Jury's Hotel in Ballsbridge. These are large empty uh, in, uh, empty places that could be used to house uh, people in areas where there are services and there is capacity. So I think that's really important. Secondly, we do engage with local communities. I've engaged in Ranala where uh, a group of people have moved in and we've had a very successful integration process. We ran a D6 for all campaign, a welcome meeting uh, and the local community rallied just last week in Ballsbridge, myself, Councillor Dermot Lacey and indeed Councillor Hazel Chu because we did it on a cross-party basis. We ran a meeting with local residents to inform them about plans from the Department of Integration to set up a new accommodation centre in St Mary's in Ballsbridge. There's been a lot of reporting of it. The meeting was hugely positive. We were able to address concerns people had, to speak to speak with local residents and indeed out of that we've now set up a D4 for all welcome group to support integration of the 40 families that are due so, to... So what you're saying in conclusion the there's a right way to do it and a wrong way to do it and yeah, it includes the process is very significant. Absolutely. 
absolutely right, Ivan. And I would say this, you know, nobody has a right to veto clearly on who moves into their community, but it is important that communities are informed and that public representatives step up and show leadership. And I think what, we show, what we've showed in my own constituency and in loads of other constituencies around the country is that generally Irish people are welcoming, are inclusive, and that we recognise that we are overall and relatively, relatively a more prosperous country than others and that we do have capacity. And indeed, any small businesses I speak with, Ivan, tell me how desperate they are for staff. All right. So we need to ensure more legal pathways for migration. I know you speak of the employment visas. That's welcome. But the government do need to expand the list of critical skills for which visas will be granted. Because, for example, employers cannot recruit in childcare. They cannot recruit in construction. Hospitality workers are hard, hard to recruit as well. So look, you know, we need people to come to give us the benefit of their skills and expertise, but we do need to fix the housing crisis to ensure that there are sufficient homes all right. for all. And that's crucial. Ivana Bacek, thank you indeed for joining us on News Talk this morning. We wish you well for the year. Thank you, Ivan. The Anton Savage Show, brought to you by PWC. Sunday mornings from 10 on News Talk.